0: Welcome to the She Glows Podcast. If you're here, it's probably because you're a personal growth junkie and you thrive off of learning new ways to become the best and highest version of yourself, or you're looking to start. I'm your host, Brooke Petrez. Now let's get ready to glow. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to She Glows. After my six-month hiatus, I went through some shit over these last couple of months and they were very, very heavy. So I am finally in a space now where... I feel like I can pick up my passion projects again, and She Glows being my biggest one. So this episode is just going to be a huge life catch-up on all the things that have kind of gone down over the last couple of months, how I navigated through them, and how I was able to show up for myself through them. I plan on being back every Wednesday again here on She Glows, but with no pressure to force an episode out each Wednesday either. I want this to continuously feel good and not like it's something that I have to do, but something that I want to do. And something that I notice I'm missing in my life lately are my passion projects. So here we are going to dive into another episode of She Glows. So if you guys remember, back in February i was halfway through my breathwork facilitating course i had just started practicum and the second part of the course where I was really learning about becoming a facilitator, I started taking on practice clients. I started really thinking about the structure of how I want my breathwork course to go and things like that. And the first week into practicum, it was a really heavy training week. It was eight hours a day and we were learning so much and we were doing a lot of practice as facilitators, and within that week, I had found out that one of my best friends had passed away, and my whole world stopped. It was one of the most heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, devastating things that I ever had woken up to, and I had a really hard time lifing after that. I had to pump the brakes on my breathwork course and I had to really allow myself to sit in that space of grief and it was the first time that I ever encountered grief on my personal growth journey and it was just a whirlwind of everything because I had grown up believing that when somebody passes away, you feel the sadness that day and then you just kind of move on with life. And now that I'm on my own healing journey and I know that not to be true, I had to handle it a whole lot different than what I was used to and what I had learned growing up. So I really took that time to... Separate myself from the things that I was doing that I wasn't able to show up for in that moment. And for me, that was my practicum. I had to hit pause on practicum and really lean into the nourishing things that I needed to do during my grief process. And for me, that looked like Withdraw, but in a healthy way so i could sit with my emotions so i could feel them so i could process everything so i could fly down to florida to go to my friend's celebration of life so i could have days on end where i just cried where i could be angry where i could be confused where i could just sleep and rest and just honestly take care of myself the way that i needed to And with doing so, I just came to a place of peace gradually and with ease. And it wasn't like I was trying to force anything in my life. Like it wasn't like I was trying to force getting back to life. It's like it came with ease and I felt at peace because I got into that space where I allowed myself to grieve, however that looked like for me at any given moment And so I went through that process of mourning one of my best friends, and then two weeks later, maybe three, I think it was three, I found out another friend had passed away. Um, Another friend that I made down in Florida, somebody that I had worked with as well, and... It's like that hit all over again, but this time it was just like, I cannot believe this is happening. Not that I was completely over the grieving process of my best friend who passed a few weeks prior. Because I definitely wasn't. And I'm still not. It's still something that hits home. It's still something that just feels so gut-wrenching and so heavy at certain moments. But the second loss on top of that just amplified everything and rocked my whole world all over again. So it was like, how do I grieve this friend's death when I'm still grieving another one? And even though I was becoming at peace with my first loss, I hit that grief process all over again. And I did the same thing of giving myself that time, that space, that rest, that nourishment. And, you know, I gradually started finding peace again. And what was so empowering is that I was on this beautiful self-growth and self-healing journey that... I knew the steps to take to bring ease to the process and to bring lightness to the process. And it didn't have to be such a dark, heavy experience where I held everything in. And then, so I didn't have to like look back years later and be like, wow, I never grieved those deaths because that's what I realized when my best friend passed away. And then my other friend passed away is that I never really grieved the deaths of family members and friends from the past. I just kind of buried it. So it's like all of them kind of came to surface and everything just felt so heavy all at once. But I was so grateful over these last couple of months with those friends passing that I was on this journey instead of the one I was on prior because I really believed that it helped me navigate through it So much easier and with so much love and with so much light that I knew I was going to be okay and I knew I could find peace in it. And also... I found this sense of gratitude that I didn't know could come with grief, like gratitude that I got to have those people in my life, that I got to share experiences with them, that I got to learn from them, that I got to laugh with them, and that that's the beautiful thing that I got to take away from their losses. And um, about a month after I lost my second friend, my granddad had passed away. So it was three losses within a matter of two months. And I was spiraling. I felt like I was spiraling at that point. I was like, there is no way this can be happening in my life right now. I just can't fathom. Okay, third grief and yeah, in two months. Okay, I just don't know if I can handle this. And I just did the same thing that I'd done with the prior two losses. I just allowed myself to sit in that space for however long I needed to. Nothing on my external world mattered because I knew that what needed to come first was my grieving process. And that's not something that I ever did before. I allowed my external life to take its normal course and put my grieving process on the back burner. So... I spent a lot of time in solitude. I spent a lot of time crying my eyes out, crying myself to sleep, not getting out of bed, honestly eating comfort food and just wallowing in that heaviness because that's what felt good for me. And in doing so, I realized that allowing myself to sit in that heaviness Was actually what made me feel better, which was actually what could bring me a sense of peace, could bring me a little bit of relief from the pain, from the heaviness, and being able to celebrate their lives and going to their funerals and going to their celebration of lives and kind of honoring them now as I live my life, like showing up in ways that I know would make them proud or showing up in ways of ways that I learned from them, you know, in in light, in new light. And that honestly feels so special to me because I think that that's a really beautiful thing about someone passing is that you can honor them by showing up in ways that they taught you to show up that aligns with you as well. And I know it's like easier said and done, but they wouldn't want us to be sad. And although all three of those losses were extremely heartbreaking, me being able to find ways to celebrate their life as I'm still here feels so comforting and rewarding and encouraging and empowering and i know that that's something that they would want me to be doing and i made a promise to my best friend nick that passed away that i was going to live every day like it was the best day because he taught me that you know he taught me no matter what like you get to shine so bright in any given moment and I made that promise to him after he passed away that I would live as vibrantly as he did. And I have been trying to do my... I don't even want to say trying. I've been doing my very best to do that. It is definitely harder some days than it is others. But I can always carry that with me as a little reminder. And he gave me that. So it has been a really heavy, heavy last couple of months. But also a very beautiful last couple of months because I got to witness my own growth when it comes to grieving I got to experience new ways of grieving healthier ways of grieving and I feel very fortunate for that and I feel like I always say I'm so grateful for this journey I'm on for so many different reasons and this was just a reminder that this was those losses of friends and family members was just a reminder of why I'm so grateful that I'm where I'm at today. And like I always say, as well as I would never change anything from my past because it got me to where I'm at today. So as heavy as these last couple of months have been, I feel a sense of peace and I feel proud of myself for going through them and handling them the way that I did. So I do feel very fortunate for the journey that I'm on and how it's allowed me to become this person that I am. So those three loss, losses happen back to back to back and then I felt like I was starting to get back to myself and life and things that I was taking on and I dove back into practicum a little bit and I started really pulling out my own personal practices again and I was starting to feel good and then the beginning of June I had went away for my birthday I went to Nashville and the day after I came back I found my grandmother in the kitchen completely gray, not being able to gasp for air and I had to call 911, which this was the most traumatic thing that I have ever experienced, not only just seeing her like that, but also the whole experience of how I found her and the whole situation with the EMTs here of how long it took them to get here, how they handled her while she was here, having new equipment, not knowing how to use it, being short-handed and struggling to get her on the stretcher while still giving her oxygen and how they handled her when they took her out of the house. Um, They finally got her into the ambulance and I came inside, I grabbed all my things to head to the hospital and on my way to the hospital, I found them pulled over with another ambulance and so many things are racing in my mind as to why that could be because it just did not look good at this point. So they pulled out, I followed them to the hospital, and I was just waiting in the, in the waiting room with my mom and aunt for two hours, not hearing a word of what's going on. And just that fear and panic and heaviness and worry just really, really set in. Because they told us that we'll be able to go see her, you know, just give them some time to like get her situated, things like that. And then eventually we were told that they'll actually come out to us and hearing that just hit my stomach so hard. You know, I, I really thought that that was it because in my mind, the only reason that somebody would be coming out to talk to us is because she had passed. However, the doctor pulled us in after two hours and told us what was going on and, what had happened was her lungs filled up with fluid and she was drowning. So they were able to drain her lungs a little bit and bring her oxygen level back up a little bit, but they had to send her to another hospital because she needed emergency open heart surgery because the valve in her heart stopped working. So she was in critical care for a while and then she was in the hospital for about two weeks and then an aftercare hospital for some rehab and things like that for a week so that was just a whole whirlwind of emotions within itself and at that point I just felt like I couldn't handle anything anymore like I had mentioned it was a very traumatizing experience for me um not only had I Had those three losses but then a few months later this happened to my grandmother and I could not stop replaying in my head what she looked like when I found her how she sounded when she was trying to yell for help but she couldn't get any air out and it was something that just like really haunted me for a few weeks and even still to this day is like something that comes to my mind and just feels so gut gut gut-wrenching and heartbreaking and devastating but I mean I'm so glad that I can say today that she is home she is doing really well compared to how she was um and that she has a long recovery road ahead of her, but she is making amazing progress and she is doing so much better with her oxygen and her breathing and the fluid in her lungs and those kind of things. And I'm beyond grateful for that because there was, for about a week of uh, like us as a family being so unsure of which way things are going to go... Um, So we're really grateful to have her back home and being able to slowly get back to life. So things over here in my world have just been so crazy and heavy and traumatizing and it's taking me quite some time to process everything that has happened since the beginning of February. It's taken me some time to really get back to myself, and I I still am trying to get back to a better me and get back to the things that best serve me. It hasn't been until these last two weeks that I've really been able to start doing so, but I know because of this journey that I'm on, that I don't need to rush it. I can take it moment by moment and I can start showing up in the things that feel good for me right now in this moment. And then I can create a routine around that and I can create momentum around that. And I don't have to take it all in at once or all on at once. I can take one thing on and then add another thing and then add another thing. And that's really how I've been trying to nourish myself and my soul and give myself what I need as I'm grieving, as I'm trying to heal through the trauma, as I'm trying to, you know release some of this heaviness and it has felt so good over the last couple of weeks to get back to breath work, get back to reading, get back to walking and working out and eating good food for my body. I really feel like I hit a space of depression over the last couple of months and what that looked like for me was a lot of sleep, a lot of shit food, um, a lot of TV And really isolating myself and just allowing myself to go inward and grieve and mourn and sit with all of the shit. And now I'm in a space where... I feel life again and I'm gaining energy and I'm being able to actually start talking about these things and I'm able to get them out on paper. I'm able to start incorporating more things I'm passionate about, like coming back to She Glows and spending more time with family, and all of those kind of things that really light me up again. I just really needed that solitude of appropriate grief that I was never able to give myself before. So, Those are the life events that have been going on in my world, and I just wanted to share because I know so many of you have been still listening to She Glows, even though I haven't I haven't released an episode in six months, but I still see my stats and you guys are still listening and I'm so grateful for that. So I really wanted to catch everybody up on my life and how I've been navigating through it over these last couple of months and I don't really know how the remainder of my breathwork facilitator course is going to look for me. I was supposed to graduate This upcoming week in July, and um, I'm going to see about getting another extension just because it doesn't feel good for me to force my last half of my practice hours because I want to make sure that I'm okay first before I start practice facilitating again and make sure that I energetically, emotionally, and physically can take on that... That like those practicum hours. So I'm still reaching for it. I'm just making sure that I'm showing up for myself first. And I know that this is something I don't want to give up on, but I'm going to see how it plays out for me, and I'm just trusting so hard in how my life is happening because I know it's happening for me, I know it's not happening to me, and I really just feel like everything that has gone on, even though so sad, so heavy, has been part of my expansion, it has been part of my up-leveling, and I can find peace in that, so... Thank you so much for tuning in to today's little life update. Like I said, I really plan on coming back in here every Wednesday, giving you guys a new episode. However, if there's a week or two where I don't release something new, I just want to make sure that I am putting myself first before trying to force anything out so Maybe you'll see me here next Wednesday, maybe it'll be in two weeks, but I have a lot of things that I want to share with you guys, some, you know, tips and tricks on how to navigate through certain things and just some things that I've really learned throughout my process over the first half of this year. So thanks again for tuning in to another episode of She Glows. We'll see you next time.